Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Big shout out to Two Pilots Distillery, that is our sponsor this month, as well as Red Circle. Thank you for all the help that you do. And don't forget to go check out our Artist of the Week, Miss Kristen Kelly, uh, with something to say, EP. Y'all go check it out. She's a badass. We just did a show with her the other day. And uh, make sure you go look her up, give her some love, and listen to her podcast. Uh, I had someone reach out to me the other day on social media that helps our vets. And uh, if you listen to the show a lot, then you know that I love our vets and anybody that served our country. So I had a little soft spot, and uh, they're in the studio now. I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell about her organization for a second. And then we're going to ask her a lot of questions about her organization. So go ahead. Don't be scared. It's just a microphone. (laughs) Well, hey, everybody. My name is Harley Forbes, and I'm 19 years old, and I started Angel to Vets about a year ago in April. Um, Basically, how it all got started was just an idea when COVID hit, how to reach out to my vets that I could not see no more due to COVID at the VA, and it all just went from there. You volunteered at the VA, though, right? I did. I volunteered there for three or four years. What did you do as far as what you did while you were volunteering there? I like to say that I was a jack of all trades. I would go and work on the hospice ward. I would work in the nursing home wards. I would work up front and get to see everybody, get to greet everybody, take people where they needed to go. That's cool. So what, uh, someone or something along the way of you volunteering there had to kind of a lot of fire under your ass in order for you want to uh, do this. Like what, there has to be a reason behind you just like volunteering there. It all started um, high school because I was in beta, and we had to do um, community service. So much fun. And I was volunteering at hospice, and I loved it, don't get me wrong, but I just felt like there was more to me, and there was something more calling me to do something. And I sat down and talked to my mom, and I was like, I think I need to go and see if the VA needs volunteers. I just feel like that would impact me and it would push me to do a lot more and it would benefit me in the long run. So I went over there, I filled out all the paperwork and I started volunteering there. Um, Like I said, I did a bunch of everything. I was one of those I could fit in everywhere. Um, I got close to a lot of the veterans. They become my best friends. It was like a family there. You know, some places that you go, you kind of feel like, well, I don't really fit in. I don't know where I really play a part. But there, it was, for me, it was a lot different. I had a different experience. It was family. That's cool. How old are you? 19. You're very mature for 19. Thank you. Uh, So you volunteered at the VA while you were still in high school then? High school and college. What are you in college for? I, at the time, I was at GMC just getting my regular associate's degree for general studies. Um, now, currently, I'm at Middle Georgia going for my nursing, but eventually I want to go be a doctor and a surgeon and do medical research. You're a badass kid. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you might be the the most mature 19-year-old I've been around. I had to grow up fast, that's for cool. sure. Do you have any family that's military or anything like that? Actually, my great-grandpa was military, and some on my dad's side, I really didn't get to know them. Okay. But So it was literally the veterans at our VA over in Dublin are the ones me. that made you want to do this. It did. It, it really drove me. It really hit home because a lot of them, they become family. They were like father figures. They were best friends. There was somebody there to talk to, you know, when they were having a bad day 
or they needed to talk to somebody. I was there just like they were there for me. I'm guessing you get all A's, don't you? It's according. Sometimes. Are you being modest? Some days. Yeah, okay. There you go. Hey, you're, you're too smart. Um, <laughs> no, uh, and that's what our vets do. You get over there, and now I've been around them. I've been around them a lot. And they're, they hit different. Mm, it, sure. it, it hits different. You know, it's like you get around these folks that have served our country, and then you see them and their family's not coming to see them either because they're they're passed on and gone or because they're too busy or whatever excuse yeah. it is. And uh, you find people like you that just volunteer and help out. And these they treated, they probably treated you like their daughter. Oh, yeah. I get told all the time, I'm going to adopt you. I need to adopt you. I'm like, well, I'm already here. You can claim me as your, you know, your granddaughter, your daughter. It don't matter. You know, for me, it was the stories. You'd be surprised at some of the stories they oh, yeah, tell shit. me. Oh my gosh, of what they did and you know what you know where they served, what they did. Some of the funny stories that I'm like, well, you really did that? Sure did. Sure don't feel bad about doing it either. And I'm like, I just shake my head and just keep going. Uh, have you had a special connection like with one more than any? Actually, there's about three. Three that really pulled my heartstrings. Um, one, we shared the same birthday. Okay. So every year, our birthday, I'd go and go in there and see them and be like, happy birthday. They'd be like, well, happy birthday to you. You know, today's our birthday. I'm like, yeah, I know. You know, I remember these things. I'm not bad at it. And then two other ones, um, one served as, one served in the Navy and one served in the Army. And they'll check on me time to time. What you doing? How you been? Why hadn't you talked to me? I'm like, y'all, I'm busy. I still love you. You know, they tell me all the time, well, you're my daughter. I adopted you. You're my granddaughter. If anything happens to you, anybody messages you, I got you. And I'm like, I know that. That's cool. That's cool. So you decided that since people couldn't, sorry, since you or anybody couldn't go into the VA because of COVID restrictions, Mm -hmm. that you were going to start this organization. I sure did. And uh, why don't you tell them a little about this organization? So, Angels to Vets, like I said, I started it. It was just a broad idea. Um, I posted it all over social media, me thinking, oh, it's not going to get nowhere. You know, maybe a couple you know, a couple of local people will write some letters to our veterans. You know, no, that is not where that went. I woke up and had interviews for different channels. I had an article in the paper. You know, I was doing different things. And... It really opened my eyes to how much people really do care. And there's other people out there in the community, you know, in a different state that really it hits home to them just like it does me. And so I did the letters and it kind of dwindled because of school. Um, Then I got married this, you know, this past year. So that was like, oh, hell blow loose. (laughs) And then... I started it back up more where I could actually do more. Um, For Valentine's Day, I did Valentine's Day letters. And I posted a big collage with some people from my school at Middle Georgia, some of the teachers and some of the advisory there. And some other people that come together and was like, hey, you know, I reached out to them. Do you, would you love to work, you know, this project with me, you know, help me out. And they did. And it was really it really made me sit there and think. It kind of made me cry. I wanted to sit on the floor and cry just a little bit, just how special it really was, how much 
people reach out to me that what I'm doing, it's not for myself at all. It's not for the publicity. It's not for, oh, I have this interview. I have that. It's not for that. It's for my, it's for the vets for yeah. sure. See, I go and tell you, I don't know what you know about me. I don't know. It's, it's probably better if you don't know a lot or if you do, I don't <laughs> know. Um, like yesterday, I had a person who is, uh, and she's legit running for governor of Georgia. She was in here, sat right where you're sitting. And the conversation that I had with her beforehand is I'm the first person to call people on their bullshit. Mm-hmm. I am very scarce of dealing with charities because mm-hmm. I always think that it's end up being about them. Yeah. And if I ever thought that it was going to be about somebody, uh, you'd hate me. Oh, yeah. I'd, I would, you would <laughs> hate me. You seem very genuine about this fact that you've been doing it for the past four years. Um, and then when COVID hit is why you decided to start this. Mm-hmm. That shows you just that you care about them. Um, you know, because there, there's people that all the time, some people call them clout chasers, whatever the hell they call them. <laughs> but there's some people that they'll think that, you know, hey, I'll go, uh, I'll go do this show or I'll go do that show or whatever. They'll mention me. And I'm rich overnight. Yeah. And they don't realize that a bunch of us are like, no, 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 no. You're going to do this the right way. Or, you know, that's why I talked to you uh, and your husband a few minutes before this, because I wanted to make sure that you were genuine. Um, if you just said anything that I didn't like, I'd, I'd have been like, damn, something just came up. I'll pay for y'all's gas for driving here. But, uh, but no, I got, I got to go. Man, we, we're always scheduled for this, this for never. And, uh, no, you're doing a very good thing. And a lot of people out there nationwide, and there's probably other organizations like this already, but I don't know of any that are here localized. Yeah. And uh, I think that if you tool this the right way mm-hmm. and you make this about the vets 100%, uh, I think you can help a lot of people. You can uplift a lot of vets yeah. that are – struggling with depression mm-hmm. and sadness of being alone and For all sure. this other stuff. Um, what are some of your, uh, I guess, goals going forward? Because this started because of COVID, but yeah. I would hate to see this stop when COVID's over. Exactly. Um, For sure, I want to keep growing. I've always been taught growing up that there's room to strive for better. And I totally 100% believe in that. If I can do better, for sure, I'm going to do it. If I can grow and I have room to grow, for sure, I'm going to do it. Um, you know, I started with the letters. You know, that was more isolated around COVID. I want to do more with actual interaction. Yeah. People, people, you know, sit there. Maybe you can do FaceTime with a vet. You know, like a buddy thing, you know. You have, like, some of your active that you have pen pals. Well, what if you have a pen pal... That's a vet. You don't know what kind of connection you can start. You know, I want to do a military run where basically people get to actually run with the same weight that somebody from the service actually had to do and actually had to endure. Um, I just feel like I have a lot coming that's to be announced, I guess. Still trying to work out all the kinks. But I feel like I have a lot of great things that's coming. I think sure. you got a lot of good ideas. I think you have <laughs> a, a lot of good ideas. Uh, better planning needs to go into them. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you're 19. I mean, all, in all fairness, you're a 19-year-old girl. Yeah. Or it could be a guy. It really don't matter. But, yes, <laughs> I don't want anybody to think I'm being sexist towards you or whatever. You're 19. Uh, 
at 19, I could not have done the stuff that you're trying to do by myself. And it's hard, for sure. You know, I sit there, and I'm one of those, I try not to stress over things, but let me tell you, sometimes does the devil win. You know, I work full-time. And then along with full-time, I go to school full-time. You know, I'm trying to build a career, let alone on the side, trying to help help veterans, you know. Because sometimes they may not have the family that I come home to every day. And that one time that they would have somebody to reach out to, that may change their whole outlook on life. See, I, th- I think if I was you, you've already got a connection with the VA. Mm-hmm. And you probably got a connection already with the volunteer services because you've been volunteering. I think that's one way you build. I think Mm -hmm. that you help show people your story about what it's like to volunteer and the passion you get behind it and the love that you get behind Mm -hmm. it and how you actually help somebody by just going to sit there and and then talk to them. I think you share that with your generation. You got too many soft sons of bitches that are your age. (laughs) Like, I'll be real with you. I didn't know you was 19. I, until you said it a while ago, I did not know you was 19. There's too many soft people that don't appreciate our military that are For your sure. age. And uh, more people like you need to speak up mm-hmm. and talk about what it means to. Yeah. You, you might not, you know, I know you saying a while ago that you'd like, uh, before we got on here, that you'd like to start an organization and all yeah. this stuff. I think I think that's, you know, a distant dream. I think For you sure. could do it. I think you, but like I said, you're freaking 19. Yeah. I mean, you got you've got time to do it. Oh yeah. I think that the way that you really help is not just the pen pal and FaceTime. Yeah. I think you help people, help bring people to volunteer more. Mm-hmm. I think you do, and I think you find these people like, uh, you know, well, we you, you have to know a lot of people that just don't have a lot going on because you're 19. Oh yeah. I mean, for I'm sure. thir- I'm 33, <laughs> and I know folks that aren't doing shit right now. <laughs> That need to be working or doing something, but their asses ain't. Mm. And I think you talk to people and be like, hey, look, you know, go in here to the VA for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. Go in here for an hour. Let me introduce you to somebody. Yeah. And you help build relations. You be the middleman, like the OK Cupid of veterans. Like Match.com of Ketter veterans. (laughs) Like you help hook them up with people that they can talk to that, you know, that, that they can actually interact with more than just yeah. as a pen pal. Um, and then, you know, if it was me, I would take it a step farther. I would, the veterans that were okay with having more interaction, then I would do the FaceTime. Oh, yeah. And then I would maybe come up with some type of website that you could put some of these veterans on mm-hmm. and have their information, their story, and how they can get in touch with them. An email yeah. address to where they can email them directly or you. You vet through the crazy people. Make sure there's no <laughs> dumbasses in there. And uh, and then you hook them up directly yeah. to where they, you know, the ones that don't have a family anymore. You help them build a family. Yeah. And I, I don't know of organizations that do that. I know of organizations that do the pen pal stuff. But I think yeah. a lot of, I don't, like I said, I don't know any of them that's localized. I, I, I don't know any that's local. Now, we might get off this and I'll get 15 emails tomorrow saying this organization does this, this organization does that. <laughs> but I don't personally know any. I don't think and I do. And I, try to, and I try to help with veteran organizations. Yeah. So um, I would love to introduce to you to the people who run Mission 22. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't know if you know what Mission 22 is. I do not. Mission 22 is a nationwide organization. Um, they were actually in here last Saturday. Um, we lose 22 vets a day due to mental health issues, suicide. Yeah. And this group, I mean, they're huge. I mean, they're huge, huge. And um, the person who runs the Florida and Georgia chapter, uh, her and her husband are friends of mine. And I would like to introduce y'all to them. And maybe she can kind of point you in yeah. the way of that a little more. I've got a guy that's coming in next week uh, kind of foreshadowing the episode. He uh, <laughs> Military dogs, um, after they serve, yeah. when they come back home, they're not given to regular families. And if they can't be given to a regular family, then they're euthanized. Yeah. And this guy was literally on the floor of Congress a few weeks ago petitioning that he wants to help train people to handle these dogs because yeah. a normal person can't handle a military I mean, dog. I mean, they're, they're, sure. they're killers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're trained a certain way for a reason. Yeah. Um, I understand why the military euthanizes them, but still they served our country. They don't deserve to die. Exactly. Yeah, so, um, so I can hook you up with some people yeah, to help you kind of sure. push it the right way. Uh, you just like, if you're going to do, I mean, you're going to school and everything. You got a lot on your hands already. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how much more you can handle. <laughs> I'm the jack of all trades, for well, sure. I'll hook you up with some people. Okay. And uh, I think they'd like to... I think it would be a breath, breath of fresh air, too, to hear that a 19-year-old that yeah. that whose family hasn't really been military active has this passion. That means you're just passionate about our, our veterans and, sure. and our country, and that's cool. People tell me all the time when I tell them my story and what I do and what I started. They look at me and they go, how old are you? Like, I'm 19 years old. You're 19 and you've done all of this. You just don't yeah. see it. That, that That's the thing. Like, you don't <laughs> see it. You get a lot of people that want to volunteer and mm-hmm. want to help, but it's usually their family was associated with the military mm-hmm. or they've got a little bit older and they realize what the military means. Yeah. The fact that you've been doing this since you were 15, <laughs> that kind of speaks volumes <laughs> for your personality and your, your mindset. For sure. And uh, I really think, I think you can make a difference. I think you just got to fine-tune it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but if you fine-tune it, you know, I think you got something unique. Uh, just, I would look up and see what other organizations do in other states. Yeah. I would just mainly, I wouldn't focus on it being bigger than Georgia right yeah. now. I think I, that would be my only focus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think I know you probably got pop dreams. Of, one of, day, one yeah, day yeah. for sure. Just. Yeah. I, think, I think what I would do if I was you, I'd contact the director of VAs mm-hmm. in, our, in our area. Yeah. And just see when, you know, when are they going to start accepting guests, what they can accept, what donations can be made. Yeah. Um, and then start off by doing that. Like you already said something earlier about a lot of them needing clothes and yeah. needing hygiene supplies. Um, I think if you do that, you you could help. You could help. And sure. I, I hope I hope you drag more people that is your age into it. Yeah, me too, for sure. Not yeah. everybody's like me, but I hope I can spark something under somebody. Well, that, that's the thing. If everybody was like you, you wouldn't be unique, though. No, this world that, there, would be. <laughs> there's a reason why. I mean, people don't like to consider themselves leaders. A lot of people don't like to say that they're a leader. Yeah. The people that end up being leaders are the ones that don't want to be considered a leader. Exactly. They don't. I mean, I, I, I mean, the people, that's how it happens. Yeah. And that's the kind of shoes you're 
got to put yourself in. Mm-hmm. I think you reach out to a lot of people in your community. Yeah. Uh, you're from Dublin, right? I am. Okay. You reach out to a lot of people in your community. I mean, that VA has made Dublin grow. Oh, a lot yeah. of every, not a lot, everyone <laughs> in Dublin owes that VA something. I mean, sure. it, it, every, even if it's just a, a, taking 10 minutes out of your life to write a letter. Oh, yeah. Or if it's going to buy a stick of deodorant and dropping it off to For you. For sure. You know, uh, I mean, everyone everyone around here owes every veteran anything, everything, mm-hmm. every, anyway. But I think if you do that, um, reach out. That's what I want to see you do. I mean, it, it's you could be a voice. Yeah. You could be a voice for the people that are your age. Uh, I would talk to a lot of people that are still in high school. Mm-hmm, for sure. Try to push a lot of folks that you know that are still in high school to go over there when the VA opens back up. Um, not only will you probably get another couple guys serving our country out of it, but you'll get a lot of people that like they appreciate it afterwards. Yeah. A lot of people don't appreciate our military. Well, a lot of people do, but there's a lot of people don't understand what our veterans go through until oh, yeah. they go in a VA. Until they go in a sure. VA and they actually talk to our vets, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I've done it a couple of times, and every time it's it gets it's you. a game changer. It gets it it makes you realize what's important. It does for me. Another biggest thing with me is yeah, I'm emotional. Don't get me wrong, but it's a tearjerker to yeah. sit there and actually listen to their stories, knowing that they look for you every day to come in there to talk to. And you you sit there and you give them comfort just yeah. by being in the same room, having a conversation with them. It really, it really makes you it makes you feel like a better person. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it really, really gets to you. Well, it gets to you because you know you're not. You obviously are smart. It gets to you because you realize that this person sitting across from you doesn't have much in this world anymore. Yeah. But he was willing to give everything he had to make sure you were free. For sure. He was willing to give his life to make sure you, your family, everyone you love was free. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what that conversation is like until they've had it with somebody. Exactly. And then once you have that conversation one time, you, unless you're just a complete piece of shit, you're stuck in that the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. You, you have that mindset the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Uh, fact that you're young, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, it, but it means that there's people that a lot of people think that folks at your age don't give a shit about anything anymore. For sure, they don't stand up for nothing. They're soft as hell. They just let social media and the media in general manipulate them. Yeah. But you're somebody that since you were a 15 year old, 16 year old girl. Mm-hmm. was helping our vets and yeah. that's fucking cool thank you that's cool well drop your uh drop your social media information one more time where they can find you on okay. social media um and everything we're gonna help her set up uh well i'm not gonna set it up i'm gonna tell you how to set stuff up because <laughs> i have a million things going on but um once she gets everything in line i'm gonna have you come back in here for, yeah. a, for a longer interview yes um and uh for donations and stuff, we're going to help you set that up. Thank you. And you kind of give us a little bit of more of a business plan, what yes, you got going. Sure. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> you're 19. It's, this this podcast won't be about today about, 
you know, making donations or anything like that. It's about someone that is 19 years old is helping our vets, and somebody's going to listen to this. And I don't care how old you are, if you're 19, if you're in your 50s. If you're listening to this, think to yourself, what have you done? Yeah. What can you do to give back? And if uh, she gets everything set up the right way, then, you know, you have an organization here that's local to a lot of you that can help you give back and help you contribute. So uh, tell them the name of your organization again, where they can find you on social media. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So I have a Facebook page, which is Angels to Vets. And I also have an Instagram page, which is Angels to Vets as well. So that is where you can find me. Cool. Well, uh, drop your name one more time. Uh, do you have an email address where anybody can directly email you? I do. Um, my name is Harley Forbes. My email is Buxton, B-U-X-T-O-N, Harley, H-A-R-L-E-Y, at gmail.com. And I'm going to post her information in the bio on the podcast as well. So look for that. And uh, I appreciate you coming. I appreciate what you're doing. Keep moving forward. Keep doing what you're doing. Draw some more young people into that damn VA. Yes, for sure. I'm gonna have Draw to. some more young people. If they want to, if they, you want me to tell them that it's fucking cool to do it, I'll tell them it's cool <laughs> to do it. Yes, for sure. Okay. Well, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> and thank y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. We'll catch you next time.